Hey guys, welcome to Life Awakening. I am your hostess with hostess, Coach Kelly Tammy. I just wanted to give a huge shout out to Dini over at Dini Truths. He just sent me a message here on the Anchor app. I did an interview with him not too long ago where we were talking about health, wellness, and weight loss. And he is just an awesome dude, man. He has been doing podcasting for several years and is really a mentor of mine and reached out and just wanted to give me a shout out. And I just want to show him some love and some appreciation and show you guys how it works when you leave a message on the Anchor app, how you get to be a part of my show too. Can't wait for you to dive into this week's episode, but first, here is Dini. Hey, Tammy, it's Dini from the Dini Truths Podcast here. You sent me a message a couple of days ago. I'm just returning the favor. Hey, everybody, if, you have, if you're new to this show that uh, you're listening to, this woman is amazing. The way that she comes up with uh, the art of forgiveness is like, I think, her best episode so far. Um, so I just wanted to let everybody know about that. Um, keep up the good work, Tammy. I know this is a new thing for you, but hey, if you ever need any advice on how to keep this podcast thing going, you can always come to me. I always got years of experience under my belt that I can help you with, but I'm still growing myself. So this is a journey for me too. So we're going to do this journey together. All right. Hope to hear from you soon. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Life Awakening. Let's talk about it. I'm your hostess with the most is Coach Kelly Tammy out here in beautiful San Diego, California. And this is episode number 15. I am free to be me. And I just want to thank you guys so much for showing up and showing out every week. As always, we are at almost 800 listens in less than 90 days. I am just so stinking stoked, man. Like, this is freaking awesome. And I appreciate you guys from the bottom of my heart showing up and listening to me yap every week. So uh, I hope that I bring you some value and you find some fun and some love and know that everything that I give you comes from the heart and true life experiences that I learned from and I just want to share and hope that I can build you up, lift you up, inspire you and motivate you to become whomever it is that you want to be. So with that being said, let's get this episode started. I actually recorded this once already and I hit save and it didn't record. So we're keeping our fingers crossed that this one stays all the way to the end. So this is round number two tonight. (laughs) So what do I mean by I'm free to be me. I'm free to be me means that, number one, I don't care what other people think about me. That was one of the most freeing things I ever did in my life. It's called standing in your power. It's called taking your power back. It's called nobody else is in control of what you do but you. Nobody can tell you what to do unless you give them permission to. It's really simple. Being free to be me. What that also means to me, or what I learned, is that when you have people in your life, not everybody in your life, number one, should be able to speak into your life unless they are producing things and fruits in their life that you want to have in yours. Number two, they're coming from a loving and supporting role in your life where they are pushing you to be better. If they're always somebody that is, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Why are you leaving us behind? How come you don't ever hang out no more? Like you changed. Well, yeah, 
part of life is change and I want to be better. And if they have a problem with you being a better you, you creating a better life for you and yours, maybe you need to set up some boundaries or cut them loose. Maybe that sounds harsh. Maybe that sounds hard. Sorry, not sorry. You'll be all right. If it makes you feel some kind of way that I said that, that means that more than likely you probably have somebody in your life that fits that description and you know you should have already done it and you hadn't done it yet. Here we go. I'm three minutes in and we getting live early. (laughs) I love you guys. I really do. And this is really important to me. It took me a long time to learn how to stand in my power. I had been beat up by life for so long and let life kick me around. Notice I said the word let. I accepted the things that life threw at me. I attracted those things because of the energy that I was putting out. I attracted it back. If you know anything about law of attraction, like attracts like. So I want you to think about a magnet. Two magnets, when you put the right sides together, they attract and they stick together. Now, if you turn one of those magnets around, there's nothing that you can do to push them together. They repel each other. So those people that say, oh, opposites attract. No, they don't. No, they do not. If you are with somebody that you say, well, we're opposites, but we attract. No, you attracted them because you were an energetic match to that person. You were a magnet that drew them to you. Whatever that was that you were looking for at that moment in time when they came into your life, they were a perfect match for you and they said yes and you said yes and there you go. Now, could you guys be opposites now because one of you grew and the other one didn't? Absolutely. But now you got some history and you got some roots and now you think that you owe them something or they owe you something and that you're supposed to say, no, they ain't no rule that says you got to stay. If they are not a match for you, Do what you got to do. Your life is about you and your happiness. End discussion. It is nobody's job on this planet to make you happy but you. You are responsible for your happiness. You are not responsible for somebody else's happiness. They are responsible for their happiness. And if you're not sure what all that means, go back to my episode number one where I said, let's choose to be happy. I dive in deep into that one too and let you know that happiness is a choice. If you're miserable, it's because you're choosing to be miserable. Do you have circumstances in your life that make you feel bad? Probably. But if you change your perspective on how you look at those circumstances, you could change your life. Ooh, that was a mouthful. If you change your perspective on how you look at your circumstances, you will change your life and not ever change any of the facts. That is a true statement. So changing your perspective on anything that's going on in your life will change your life. Without ever changing the facts. I, I, I think I've said that in two or three of my other podcasts. You are where you are because of how you think. If you are free to be you, you have to be unapologetically you. When I do my podcast, I am unapologetically me. When I'm at the gym and I'm a personal trainer, I am unapologetically me. When I am on stage and I am doing public speaking, I am unapologetically me. When I am in a relationship, I am unapologetically me. I used to bend who I was to fit who I thought I needed to be in order for somebody 
to like and or love me. I thought I had to buy your love or your friendship. I thought that I had to always say yes in order for you to be my friend. I'm going to share a personal story about me and my daughter. And I'm going to tell her about this after I hit publish. (laughs) She will probably listen to this. And if she does, I'm going to encourage her to leave a voice message on the Anchor app so that I can share it on a later podcast or add it to this one later. But when she was growing up, her and her dad did not have a great relationship. She had a lot of of daddy issues. Now, her and her father do have a great relationship now. He's very much a part of her life and a part of my granddaughter's life. And it's awesome. But it wasn't always that way. I felt really bad that they did not have that type of relationship that I wanted them to have. At the place that I was at in my life, I did not understand that he had to cultivate that relationship and she had to cultivate that relationship. And there was nothing that I could do to make that relationship be something that it wasn't. I took on all the blame. I took on all the hurt and I tried to overcompensate for him not being a part of her life. That was his choice. And I'm glad that they have that worked out now. And I'm glad that they talk and I'm glad that he is a part of their life. But it was just a growing process. Me and my ex-husband were very young when we got married. I was 18. He was three years older than me. So yeah, he was 21 when we got married. I was 18. I had my son at 19, had my daughter at 20. So we were young and still trying to figure it out. There was a lot of things that probably shouldn't have happened if I had learned what a real relationship was supposed to be like growing up. I never had a good example of what that was like. I come from a broken home and childhood sexual abuse. If you go back and listen to my other podcast, podcast number one, Choosing to Be Happy, I share a good bit of it in there uh, and I share another good part of it in You Have Pure Potential Inside You, which is podcast number two in The Art of Forgiveness is another part where I share a, a good bit of my story. And I share those parts with you Because I want you to see that I'm coming from real life circumstances. And even though I went through those things, I am live and alive and beautiful and strong and powerful now because of those things. I'm not a victim. I chose to take those things, look at them in a different perspective and change my life. With that being said, going back to my story with my daughter, Brittany, when she was a teenager, I said, wait, actually her whole life up until she had, till I got into personal development after 2012, I really overcompensated for her dad not being a part of her life. I would baby her. I would let her talk to me any kind of way. I did a lot of, in my mind, stupid things as a mother that I should not have done. I did. I allowed a lot of stuff that I should allow. And that took us down a path that we should have went as mother and daughter. Are we stronger for it today? Absolutely. But I let her talk to me any kind of way and it hurt. It sucked. Like she made me cry and I would hang up and I would be miserable and other people would call her out about it. She would be upset for a minute and the very next day she'd go right back to doing the same thing. And it was really hurtful. And like I said, it just didn't feel good. And you know, after I went through the darkest part of my depression in 2009 where I almost took my own life, I 
became a personal trainer in 2012. And that's when I really started into my personal development and growing and becoming more. And that's when I really learned I had to start setting boundaries with everybody in my life. Like I knew that I did not want to go backwards. I just actually, I just got done editing this part of my story in my book. Uh, I finished writing my book. It's come out of editing and I'm doing my part of the edits from what the editor gave me. My book is called Dear Victim. It's time for us to break up now. And I'm talking about the part of development, personal development, where I had to be my own teacher. I had to grade me. I had to be able to be honest and say, Tammy, you pass or Tammy, you fail. And the only report card I had was this thing called life. Are you going to be a success? Are you going to be a miserable example of what a human being is supposed to be and not be anything better to your kids than what your mother was to you and your brothers? Those were very real thoughts and words that came out of my mouth back in 2012. I had to figure it out. I had to learn how to forgive me for all the stupid mistakes and decisions and stuff it was that I made. Like I, in those moments, I made decisions that took me down paths that if I had known the outcome of them, I probably would not have made those decisions, but I didn't have enough vision in front of me. Actually, I had no vision at all back then. So when I started my personal development, I realized, you know what? I don't have to say yes to nobody. If it doesn't fit in the spectrum of what it is that I want to do and it's not mutually beneficial to me and them, I don't have to say yes. You will will find out really quick who your real friends are when you start using the word no. I'll tell you right now, the word no is one of my favorite words. It is a two letter word. And if you have a problem with either one of those letters, I can help you. Which one of those do you not understand? No. No, 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 no. (laughs) I have no problem saying, no, I don't want to take on another client at the gym or life coaching or whatever. If it doesn't fit in my schedule and it's not a good energetic match for me, I am saying, no, I am doing you a disservice by taking your money and saying, I want to take you on and it's going to frustrate me to be a coach for you, whether that's personal training or life coaching. It's not about the money. Do I need to get paid for my time? Absolutely. But at the same time, when I am giving you my time, it needs to be an energetic fit. I need to be able to give you positive energy and feed you and help you grow, whether that's personal training or life coaching. And it feel good when I do it. I just did a fitness assessment for an 85 year old lady Saturday. She had a lot of physical problems. She'd fallen. She'd hurt her hip. She couldn't get around as well. She's having to use a walker and she wants to move. She wants to be stronger. That is out of the spectrum of what my specialty or what I would call my specialty is. Could I train her? Absolutely. Would I enjoy it? Absolutely not. Would it frustrate me? Absolutely. Do I love her and think she's one of the sweetest little old ladies on the face of the planet? Absolutely. Would I love to train her just so I could pick her brain and talk to her? Absolutely. Would I be doing her a disservice by me training her? Absolutely. So what did I do? I sold five training sessions for another trainer that her specialty is helping elderly people be stronger and be functional. Because that's what her specialty is. It's not mine. I put 
the client first. It's not about the money. I sell the package. I'll get a little bit of a commission, but I'm not going to get the training, which is the biggest part of what we make. The commission is just the bonus. And it was funny to me that two of the three managers that were in there was like, that was very selfless of you to put the member first. And I was like, why would I not do that? And it's like, well, we understand why you did it and we appreciate you doing that. It just doesn't happen very often. I was like, well, I've been doing this for seven years. I know who my ideal client is. And I know that me training somebody that's not my ideal client is not a benefit to me or them. I'm happy to give away a client because when I do, I'll get three. And that's the way it works. What's meant for you is meant for you. And I know I just got off track with my story about my daughter, but I said all of that because you got to know you got to know what feels good. You got to know what no is. You got to know what yes is. I mean, I, I was a people pleaser. Even to my kids, I was a people pleaser. I wanted them to love me. Not like I knew they loved me, but I wanted them to really love me. I didn't want them to have to think about whether or not they loved me. I thought if I continued to do things for them, they would love me more. The bond between a mother and a child is unbreakable. All parents have issues with their kids. If you, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you got to be tough on your kids and they're not going to like it. And they're going to say, I don't like you or I hate you. Well, let them say it. They'll be all right. They'll grow up to be great human beings and you'll be thankful. So my daughter, Brittany, I love you. <laughs> She was very nasty to me. She would say things to me just to hurt me, just to see me cry. She'd be mean. And she'll post stuff on Facebook. Now, Mom, I was such a little shit to you when we were in school. I love you. And I'm so glad that you're my, you're my mom and, I'm your, and you're my best friend now. Like, we have the most awesome relationship ever on the face of the planet now. And that's great. And I'm thankful for that. But we had some hard times. When all the tornadoes tore up Alabama in 2011 and I moved to Atlanta... My daughter would call me and she would get on her rant and she'd start yelling and screaming. It's like, you know what? This conversation's over. I love you. When you get in a better mood, we can finish the conversation then. Have a good night. I love you. Bye. Click. Hang up the phone. End of conversation. She would call me back and she would start, why did you hang up on me? And it's like, oh, I told you. We're not going to finish this conversation as long as you're raising your voice to me. Now, count to five. And if you can finish talking to me in a normal tone of voice, not yelling and screaming and cussing at me, we can finish this conversation. Otherwise, I'm going to hang up now and tell you I love you and we'll talk in a couple of days. She'd go to rant and raving and yelling at me. I was like, okay, I love you. I'll talk to you later. Click. For 48 hours, I would not answer the phone. I wouldn't answer any text messages. Had nothing to say. End of discussion. I was taking my power back from my child. I gave it to her and now I had to take it back. When I gave it to her, I didn't realize that that's what I was doing. I didn't know the laws of the universe. I didn't know about, I knew something about energy like, oh, those people don't feel good to be around. But it wasn't a, it wasn't a knowledge. It was just like, ugh, like they they just take too much energy from me when I'm around them. They didn't make me feel good. I knew that, but I didn't know that. I don't know how else to put that. So now that I've done so many studies and I've, I've 
done so much reading and, and learned so much about these types of things, the magnet like attracts like. Opposites don't attract. If you are attracted to somebody, there is something in you and in them that has attracted you together. Now, is everything going to be a match? No, but at that moment in time, you and him or her were an energetic match that drew you to each other. There are no accidents. There are no, there are no coincidences. Everybody that you meet comes into your experience or comes into your life for a reason. My daughter, when I started telling her, no, we are not having these conversations, she started respecting me more. Our conversations shifted. Our time together was a lot better. I didn't have to monitor the amount of time that I was with her because she drained my energy. I did not know that she was in a physically abusive relationship at the time. That was a lot of where her anger and her hurt was coming from. And it was spewing out at me, even though it was not me that was causing it. It wasn't until after that relationship broke up that I found out why she was doing what it was she was doing. And she apologized and she realized what it was that she was doing. And like I said, we are the best of friends now, but I had to take my power back from her. I also... Like I said, in a couple of my other podcasts, was a huge people pleaser. I wanted people to like me, whether that means you were my friend at the bar and I was buying you drinks, whether we partied together and was doing drugs together, whether, you know, every time you call me, you wanted me to do something for you, I would make it fit into my schedule. Regardless of where I needed to make it fit in my schedule or not, I would do it because I wanted you to like me. I wanted you to be my friend. Uh, you know what? That was some of the dumbest ideas I ever had. Those were some of the decisions that I made that if I had known the outcome of them then, I wouldn't have went through half the shit that I went through for 10 years. But going through that stuff helped me learn how to choose my friends. Going through that stuff helped me learn what I do and do not want in a friend or an acquaintance or in a boyfriend or a mate or Whatever. When I started telling people, you know, hey, that doesn't fit in my schedule. You're going to have to get somebody else to do it. There were some people that got downright pissed off. They were mad that I said no. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. Like, this isn't up for debate. I said, I can't do it. You're going to have to find somebody else. You know that they just remove themselves out of my life? Yes. Win for Tammy probably win for them too. But I shifted my energy and we no longer became an energetic match. They would have had to come up to my energy level to match me in order to be in my life. They were not willing to do that. And so they went away. I basically flipped my magnet around and I repelled them, which saved me time, energy, and frustration most of the time. And so that's what I mean. I was learning how to be me. I had to create a new me. I didn't even know who me was anymore. And so me being my own teacher and having to teach me how to be a new me scared the hell out of me. <laughs> like I had to figure out how to not go backwards. I had to figure out how to not let life repeat itself. 
It was Steve Jobs that said, you can't count, you can't connect the dots going forward because the dots are still moving. Those things haven't happened yet, so there's no way to connect them. But if you look back over your shoulder, you can look backwards and you can connect all the dots that led you in certain directions and the results of those dots. So looking back behind me, I didn't want to recreate any of those dots. I wanted to create new dots with different colors <laughs> that were much shinier and brighter and led me down paths that made me feel good. Led me down paths that helped promote my happiness. I am stingy as hell with my time. I am stingy as hell with my energy. You have to be an energetic match for me to even allow you to hang out in my circle. If I feel like you are a constant drain on my energy, I, small doses, man, I will feed you as much positivity as I can. And if you are spewing negativity back at me as fast as I'm throwing you positive stuff, I got to go. I got to go. Boy, bye. It's, it's too much work. It really is. I want to help as many people as I can, but not everybody is a fit for me. Not everybody is open to my way of coaching, whether it's personal training or life coaching. I do energy healing as well with people and not everybody's open to that. I'm okay with that. When they are, I will be here. I love helping people, but when you own your own business and you're in the service business, you have to know who your ideal customer is. People want you to be real. You hear this all the time. Oh, they're real. Well, are they real or are they real fake? Are they just real in your face? And as soon as they walk through the door, they a different real to somebody else. When you start setting up your healthy boundaries and saying, you know what? This isn't a good fit for me at this time. I'm sorry, you're going to have to find somebody else. If they get pissed off at you and they don't want to talk to you anymore, let them go. Don't be mad about that. Say, thank you. You just saved me the trouble. You will find out who your real friends are real quick. The person that doesn't get mad and says, hey, you know what? I appreciate you telling me that. You know, we'll do something later. Let me take you to dinner the next time you get some free time. I, I, I just appreciate you checking your schedule to see if you could work this in. I got folks like that in my life. And I've talked about this in several of my other podcasts as well. Like, think about this. If not everybody in your life needs to have permission to speak into your life, if the people in your life, you don't aspire to be like them in some area of your life, whether that's professionally, financially, socially, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, with your family, with your health and wellness, if they don't have something it is that you want to have and they're doing it in a way that makes you feel good and say, damn, I would love to have that. They do not need to have permission to speak into your life. I have, okay, let me go back to Miss Al Miss Alma, my little 85-year-old lady that I saw on Saturday. Her and her husband were married for 65 years. 65 years. He passed away three years ago. 65 years. She's 85. So she was 20 when she got married. I asked her, and, I, and this is a question that I ask all married couples that I meet that have been married for 15 years or longer. If you can name the top two things that helped you be married that long, because it's hard to do these days, 
Most people don't make it five years. What are the top two things that you would attribute to you being married for 65 years? Her first thing that she said was never go to bed mad. She didn't even have to think about that one. She says, we never went to bed mad. And the other thing she said was always be willing to talk. Great communication. Those were her top two things. And believe it or not, those are the, I had another couple. They'd been married for 55 years. A couple that I trained back in Atlanta. They said, have a really good therapist and a really good couch, comfortable couch. I was like, I get the good therapist. <laughs> and they was like, well, you know, because sometimes when you're having a disagreement, you're not always going to be able to hear what the other one's saying. You need an outside party to help you get out of your own way. And I get that. And I said, but I don't get the comfortable couch. And he was like, on those days when you're not feeling so good about your spouse, you're not going to want to sleep next to them. If you got a comfortable couch, at least you're not going to a hotel where it's going to cause more problems. If you got a comfortable couch, you can sleep on that couch and you can get up in the next morning and you can still tell your spouse you love them. That made so much sense to me. So if you don't have a comfortable couch, ladies and gentlemen, get you a comfortable couch. <laughs> but you got to have the healthy boundaries. You've got to have people in your life that you aspire to be like. Like you can't be at the top of the food chain in your circle of friends. And what I mean by that, you can't have the best house, the best car, the most money, the best friends, the best emotional life, the best body, the best health, the best wellness, the best professional life. If you were at the top and everybody's always coming to you, coming to you, coming to you, coming to you, but you can't go to none of them because they have no experiences or anything that you don't already have, they're going to drag you down and beat you with experience. I got three couples that I would say were on my, what I would like to call my board of directors. They've been married for over 30 years, each of them, and they have these amazing marriages. So when or if I ever get married again, I would want to model my marriage after a lot of the ways that they've carried on their marriages. If you've been married for over 30 some odd years, 50 years, 60 years, you've got a secret that I need to know. Because there's going to be days when my marriage is hard and I need to know how to get through that and save my marriage and make sure that I'm married until death do us part. That would be my goal if I got married again. If I'm looking at you and you're in my circle of friends financially, financially, I aspire to be like you. You can speak into my life. Hey, I'm going through this right here. I, I have sucked at this in the past and you have obviously got this figured out. You've been through this before. Like I would really appreciate it if you could help me figure out how to do X, Y, and Z. Do you know how many people that are in that position that would love to pay it forward and help somebody level up their life? I mean, that's, that's what we do. Like, we're not here to hoard all of our knowledge. We're not here to hoard all of our experiences. We're here to share and pay it forward and help other people get through the things that we went through and helpfully make it a little bit easier for them. So what if spiritually... You're super grounded. You're great at your meditation. You're great at prayer. And it shows because the fruits in your life, you are super blessed. All the opportunities are coming and they're spilling like your blessings are hand over fist. Wouldn't you want to help somebody figure out how to do that? 
Do you know somebody like that and you want that? Why not go to them and say, hey, what did you do to get where you are? Success leaves clues, man. Follow the breadcrumb. Monkey see, monkey do. I will be the first one to tell you, hey, if you, if you show me what you did, I can follow. I'm a great follower. Great leaders were first great followers. I love helping people. Whatever that is. The whole reason I started this podcast because everybody was asking me, where's your podcast? I feel like I need a notepad and a pen when I talk to you. That's how this, I, I had a dream. I woke up hugging myself, doing a live podcast. And 48 hours later, I had my first recorded podcast. It was great. I am free to be me. I'm free to stand in my power and be unapologetically me. You are free to be you. Free to be whoever it is you choose to be. You are in charge of your happiness. You are in charge of your life. Nobody can tell you who you're supposed to be or who you can be or can't, for that matter, unless you give them permission. Nobody can tell you to be happy or unhappy but you, unless you give them permission. Nobody can make you do anything you don't want to do unless you give them permission. You get to choose. My life changed when I started setting up boundaries. People started removing themselves from my life. And the funny part is, is like, I didn't even pay no attention that they weren't there anymore until just one day. And it was like, you know, I ain't heard from this one and this one and this one and this one in like forever. Wonder why that is. And I got to thinking about it and I was like, oh, I know what that was. I remember they came and asked me to do something for them and I told them no. And ever since I told them no, they quit hanging out with me. They quit having anything to do with me. Thank you. <laughs> you know how much time you just freed up for me? You just saved me money. I appreciate you. <laughs> it's not a bad thing to say the word no. We should say it more often. It should become your most favorite word on the face of the planet. I had to have some tough conversations with my fitness manager when I first started at the gym. I come from a small box gym and I pretty much ran my own business. Like I showed up when I wanted to show up. I worked whatever hours I wanted to work. If I wanted to work 13 hours that day, I worked 13 hours that day. I didn't get paid by the hour. I got paid by the client. So I sat at the gym and I would hustle clients all day long. Well, this is a corporate gym. I get paid by the hour and we get paid minimum wage and then we get bonuses for the clients that we train. Well, we're only allowed to work eight hours a day. So I have to pick and choose what hours and stuff it is that I work and what feels good to me. I'm not used to micromanaging. I'm not used to people working over my shoulder. Well, they wanted me to build this big, massive business and work 40 hours a week. I have zero desire to work 40 hours a week inside a gym. Is it because I don't love personal training? Absolutely not. I do love personal training. I love helping people in the gym. I love watching their body change. I love seeing their, seeing those aha moments go on. I love seeing their face when they see their first muscle pop out after we've got the fat to melt away. I love seeing them when they realize that their body fat's gone down or they've lost four inches off of their waist or they fit back in their jeans. They have, they have more energy. They're sleeping better. Those are all beautiful things and I love getting those results for people. But when I'm working in the gym, I'm limited to the people that walk in that gym that I can help. 
my mission and my purpose on this earth is to is to leave my footprint on this earth and to help as many people as I possibly can. I'm sorry, I live in San Diego. Well, I'm not sorry that I live in San Diego, but <laughs> there's only a limited number of people that's going to come in and out of that gym that are going to be there at the time that I'm going to be there that I'm going to be able to help. I can reach a whole lot more people on this podcast. I can reach a whole lot more people with my book. I can reach a whole lot more people with the video program that I'm putting together to put up on my website here in the next few months. I can reach a whole lot more people with my life coaching, doing group training. I can reach a whole lot more people with my public speaking. I can impact way more people and help make this planet a better place to help it grow, to help it awaken, to help it and everybody in it live their best life, whatever that looks like. And you get to define what that is. Focusing and worrying on the past and the things that's happened behind us is useless. Beating ourselves up for the past mistakes and stuff that we've done is useless. It serves no purpose whatsoever. Do we need to forgive ourselves for our past mistakes, for the, pa- for the things that we consider mistakes or the bad decisions we feel like we made? Absolutely. I would tell you that me making the decision to forgive myself was one of the most empowering things that I ever did for myself. It was also one of the most freeing things I ever did for myself to stand in front of a mirror and say, Tammy, I love you. I forgive you for all the stupid decisions that you made that put your life in danger. Tammy, I'm proud of you because you've made it this far and you've kept yourself alive. I'm proud of you because you made the decision to make your life just a little bit better. I'm proud of you and I love you and I forgive you and we're going to be okay. Let's take it one day at a time and let's go and make your life the best that it could ever be. I had nothing but tears running down my eyes when I stood in the mirror looking at myself trying to say the words, I love you. I choked on those words for a while because it was a really long time that I didn't love myself at all. Saying the words that I forgive you, choked on those words too because I felt like some of the decisions that I made that almost cost me my life were unforgivable. I felt like I should have known better. Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. In the mindset that I was in at that time, I did the best that I could do in that situation. I was naive. I wanted to believe that people had my best interest at heart when in actuality, I sucked at picking people as friends. And I wanted everybody to be my friend, so I always said yes. That's just the truth. But because I made those decisions, and I came out of them, it's a long road. I am who I am today, and I'm able to help other people do the same thing. Was I able to forgive myself? Absolutely. Was it overnight? I, absolutely not. Was it easy? Nope. Did it take time? Yes. Can I say that I have completely forgiven myself now? Absolutely. One of the most freeing things I ever did. Do I beat myself up over those past mistakes anymore? Absolutely not. Had a conversation today with someone about some of the stupid mistakes that I made over the last 10 years of my life. And uh, they were like, wow, your life should be a movie. And I was like, well, I wrote a book. Maybe it'll be on Lifetime someday. Let's put it out in the universe and see what happens. You know, we all have a story. We all 
living this thing called life. Don't count yourself out of the game because you had a rough life. If you're listening to this podcast, you survived. High five. Yay you. Good job. Pat yourself on the back. You are now free to be you. Forgive yourself for those mistakes that you said you made or thought you made that took you down roads that you would have rather not been on. You learned your lesson, made a different choice, and now you're better for it. I guarantee you there's somebody on this planet that's experiencing the things that you went through that if you shared your story with them and where you are now, that you would help them. All of us should have the forethought to leave every person that we meet better than how we found them. The only reason you should be looking down at somebody is because you're reaching down your hand to help them up. And when you're looking up to somebody, it should be thanking them for being there when you needed them. We all have a story, and it's our job to pay it forward. You are worthy, you are enough, and you are awesome. Be unapologetically you in every way. Never apologize for being who you are. And if somebody doesn't like you, say, bye, Felicia. If they want to be around you and they don't like who you are, they're trying to change you because you remind them of something that they don't want to be. Or maybe they're just jealous because you are somebody that you want to be. And they're looking at, they're looking at the mirror saying, hey, I suck. And they make me feel bad because I suck. That's their problem, not yours. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one and not all of them smell so nice. Don't let anybody tear you down. If your friends aren't being, if your friends are not your biggest cheerleaders, they ain't your friends. If they're not fanning your flames and making your dreams a priority, if they're not checking you to make sure that you're doing what you said you wanted to do in order to make your dreams and goals a reality, they ain't your friends. Might be tough to hear. Sorry, not sorry. I want you to be the best you ever. You need somebody to fan your flames on your dreams? Leave me a message here on the Anchor app and let me fan your flames. Let me, let me throw some wind beneath your wings and tell you how awesome you are and that you can do it. Reach out to me on Facebook. Reach out to me on Twitter. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm there. I'm here to help. I love you guys to the moon and back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am now on TuneIn Radio. If you are... If you have not listened on TuneIn and you have the TuneIn app, make sure that you hit that favorite button. And if you do, you can listen on your Echo devices, whether it's the Echo Dot or the regular Echo. You can also listen to me on all the other major podcast carriers, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. I have also submitted to iHeartRadio, so hopefully in a couple of weeks, we will be available there too. Uh, but on all, whichever app it is that you're listening to, please hit the favorite and subscribe and let other people know how to find me if you are getting some value and are loving this podcast as much as I think you are and hope that you are. I appreciate you guys. Hope you have an amazing, amazing week and I will see you soon. Bye-bye now. Thank you.